Welcome to The Social Contract, a Commander podcast. I'm Mike Allman, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Alex Lapp. Alex! What's up, man? Not too much, Mike. Happy to be here, and I'm getting a little bit of deja vu, but you're not the only Mike on this podcast today. <laughs> yeah. Again. Yeah, we're, we're, we're recruiting as, as much as we possibly can. The Mike Umvrit uh, runs strong, and we are right. going to collectively bring individual members in here. But uh, joining us this episode, Mike Rosa. Mike, Hi, how you uh, doing, bud? Good, good. Doing great. Mike is uh, one of the most common names out there, buddy. You better get all of us in a room. We'll need a bigger one, no, that's for sure. It's it's it, That would be a very large room. Be massive. Um, so here's the thing. Yes. Uh, Normally, I have like my big old list of like here are all the things right. that this person does, mm-hmm. and I don't want to do that because <laughs> you you do you do you do stuff outside of uh, like we were just talking about it, and mm-hmm. when I made sure that I got your name right mm-hmm. uh, because that's always fun, you told me about something that I think I knew, but I didn't know that I knew okay. about you. <laughs> so I no, I'm gonna make I'm gonna put you on the spot to tell us about you because okay. ha ha. So while you do that, I'm going to see how many mics there are in the world and how big of a room that we would need. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what what's, what's your deal, Mike? All right. Well, uh, I'm going to go for a little while here. My name is Mike Carroza. I'm a stand-up comedian from Montreal. I love you. I am a fun, silly boy. I also host a podcast called We Didn't Get a Rose where we cover romantic comedies. But most importantly, I am also known as... Mark Carbonza and I write a column over at commandersherald.com called Am I the Bolus, which is basically, you know, that Reddit page of uh, AITA. I don't know if we could say yeah. the last word on here. Am, am I the jerk? Am I the bad person? <laughs> uh, but for yeah. magic. So I've been running that column since the beginning of Commander's Herald. And uh, recently, I mean, I don't know when this is coming out or when the announcement is happening, but you guys might be getting the first announcement on this. But, um, we are uh, launching a podcast based on the, the column. So Am I the Bullcast is coming to uh, your podcast feeds, wherever you get your podcasts. And I'm hosting it with Michael Solani, a.k.a. Games Freak SA, who writes the How They Brew It series, and Morgan Sanchez, mm-hmm. our producer. And we've already got some crazy guests like uh, Jimmy Wong, Rachel Weeks, Dan Sheehan, Shivam Butt, Dana Roach, Veggie Wagon. Very cool. Yeah, a ton of really cool people have already uh, called in because it's a call-in show is, is, the, <laughs> is the, the guys we're going with. But it's, uh, it's a really good time, and we talk about your uh, pet peeves in magic and maybe a story where, hey, was I the bolus? Uh, so we're going to be launching that pretty soon, and I can't wait. I'm very excited about that. It's a long time That is coming. really great. I've uh, I heard your uh, first episode from your co-host uh, Michael Slonic Games Freak SA, mm-hmm. and we actually, depending on how we release these, we just had him on, or just about to have him on. Yeah, it's another and, Mike, uh, and he had, he had nothing but nice <laughs> yep. things to say about you. Although he did keep calling you uh, Mark, which uh, yeah. yeah. Was, that was strange. Well, when you know when you know the the, the <laughs> I have I half regret committing to the 
aka Mark Carbonza thing on the, on the right. column because the idea was just stupid. I thought it would be funny to do that and maybe have a separate Twitter feed for it. Or you know, uh, when <laughs> when Jason Alt asked me to start writing for the column, I was like, ah, I wonder mm-hmm. if this is going to skew all my stuff from comedy to magic. And then I just never made the separate feed, so I just kept it all together. And that first article is just a picture of me with a mustache on it because at the time right. I didn't Ultra have Eco a mustache. Entirely. But now yeah. I do have a mustache, Uh-oh. so it's all full circle. It's all very silly. Well, your uh, your article series has been going on for quite some time now, and and you've I'm yeah. sure heard from many many people ask you the question, "Am I the bolus?" <laughs> yes. And now you're starting your your podcast, "Am I the bullcast?" Which we're very excited for. Uh, very excited for that release. But thanks, Alex. Oh, absolutely. What's uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself, the magic player, right? What What's going on with your brewing, your decks? How do you like to play the game? Well, uh, I think it's fair to say that I am a diehard black player. I love black. It's just the perfect color, if you ask me. It's got okay. everything going on. I think black is just, and, and and a lot of people will say this, is just probably the best color in the game. You know, um, you see in terms of the monocolored decks in Commander, what's the most popular? Black. It's, you know, you see a mono black legend, you probably think, okay, well, that probably can take down a table. Uh, you know, <laughs> black cards are dominating <laughs> standard and popper and... Black cards are do- usually dominate limited, although at the time of recording, uh, not so much. Uh, this is the first mm. set in a while where black isn't like a dominant color. Um, but black is my favorite color. Uh, all my decks, save for like a handful, are uh, black based. You know, um, I love a graveyard shenanigan, and I'm a big uh, fan of an engine. So if you aristocrats reanimation. If I yeah. can get something, if if it takes seven pieces and it and it goes vroom, I'm happy with it. Um, <laughs> to give you an idea, my signature my signature decks are, you know, Lizolda the Blood Witch. Uh, is one of them is is my is my big signature deck. I'd say. Uh, then I also like, uh, well, the Stranger Things pairing of no longer just Stranger Things, but Othelm, Sigarden, Outcast, and Wernog, Riders Chaplain. Uh, those Ooh. two are another deck of mine that I quite like, and uh, I'm currently working on a slime foot and squee. It's very clear that I love black. Nice, it's very cool. Yeah, uh, it's very cool. Mike, co-host Mike, Mike Allman. Yeah, why don't you uh, why don't you tell him what we love and and maybe share one of your uh, one of your black decks or something like that, right? Sure. Mm. So. Uh, what we try to do here as much as possible, and I, I don't see how these two things can't align. Mm-hmm. Um, our favorite kind of cards, our favorite kind of decks are the ones that basically get to get all of the players engaged as much as possible with as much stuff as possible. So it's a lot of group hug, group slug, politics, yes. uh, Half of this podcast uh, is really big into stacks as yeah, far you keep as effects. That. Um, well, I just like to differentiate one of us, uh, <laughs> and people who listen will know. Um, well, the point is yeah. that we we are concerned and we care about people having fun at the magic table. Right. What's and what's gonna what's gonna be the most enjoyment for each individual player? Exactly. And and also building decks that not are that are not just like capable of winning, but still have like a good amount of you know potency to them. Right. So 
we we can make from every one you know every once in a while but a lot of it is just like all right everybody we're gonna play a game and i'm playing my group hug deck so we're all going to go super super fast and have as much stuff as possible and if you're already running a deck where it's all about synergy and getting an engine great let's get everybody's engine going in turn three (laughs) instead of turn five kind of stuff um we, I, I, my favorite thing to do is I want to see everybody's deck do the thing that the deck is supposed to do, and I mean everybody. So if we start enabling and one person is doing the thing, and then the other two people that we're trying to enable are not doing the thing, well, then we got more work to do. Mm-hmm. Everybody got to get a turn, and I think that's, I think that's kind of a fun thing to synergize and go into. And uh, absolutely, and quite yeah. apropos to to your article series and now your podcast, upcoming podcast. Um, I mean, you're talking about people being a jerk at the table. We're talking about not being jerks at the table. Yeah, try. We're <laughs> we're trying to give everybody the opportunity to be the jerk, but hopefully not. Right. And I, and you know what? <laughs> the fun part about this is that I've had this kind of scenario presented to me in both directions. Either oh. you know, group hug is something that people love, as evidenced by this podcast's and very existence, and they Thank also you. hate it. Yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> We've talked about that enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last group hug game I got in was at Commander Sealed a couple months back. Lenny okay. Woolley played uh, a group hug deck. And love Lenny. Got everybody yeah. off to love Lenny. Very, very sweet. Very funny. Smart brewer. Uh, he busted out this the group hug deck that really turbocharged a bunch of people. But ultimately, mm-hmm. when you give the Lazolda player all the... All the engine pieces. It, it stuff right. is coming in and out of the graveyard, making more tokens, impact mm-hmm. tremors, vicious shadows, and so on and so forth. Like it's it's game over if you're giving me all this stuff. Right. I have right. a. I I I was on a CMDR Central uh, at one point, and mm-hmm. we had the group hug conversation, and part of that. Where it's like, okay, I, I'm going to tell you guys why I like group hug. And I kind of go into my, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's, everybody is running a race, right? We're all at yeah. a track. We're all, we've all, and everybody's got their different equipment. You know, some people have jeans on and you're like, well, it's not going to be easy to run in that, but that's okay. And <laughs> all I'm doing is I'm just getting there and then I'm giving everybody a car. And I'm saying, let's drive instead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I found out uh, that uh, of that group, none of them are really big fans of Group Hug. But no, the funny they're not. Thing, <laughs> the funny thing was is that one of them wasn't a fan of Group Hug because they didn't want everybody to go faster. One of them didn't want everybody to have Group Hug because it made like the games go slower. And one of them didn't like it because it seemed like the, game, the Group Hug uh, deck was either too strong or too weak. I was like... So hold on. A I, I have defending it from every angle. What do you it's, want me to do? It's almost like group hug isn't even the issue. It's almost like right. there's another confounding issue. <laughs> yeah. But that, but that is what it is, right? Um, to, to your podcast that, uh, depending on the time frame here, uh, release schedule pending, and we'll, mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. Uh, when we were talking with your, your cohort, Mike, yeah. uh, I, I will tell you the same thing that I told him. The highest form of compliment that I can give somebody is I'm actually upset that I did not come up with up this idea and extremely <laughs> jealous. Absolutely. That is it is such a cool concept. How did how did you come up with that concept of 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 hey, we're going to do a call-in show. We're going to do the Reddit threads on <laughs> this this concept, wow. especially when you've got something where it's the arch enemy. It's so smart. Uh, I'll give it to you straight. Uh, Jason Alt. That's how I came up okay. with it. There Jason Alt, 
let's say the column itself is Jason Alt too. Jason Alt mess. You know, we were messaging back, but sure. when, before Commanders Herald, you know, um, started up. You know, I uh, I'm, I was just looking at the articles. My first article came out February 2021, and I believe that is like when we launched. So Commanders Herald early days. We were just talking about uh, even prior to Commanders Herald, talking about what kind of column i would like to run and we were joking about how fun it would be to be like a dear annie kind of thing and mm-hmm. we were just like well let's tailor it to the internet you know so jason yeah. came up with that and then when it came time to pitch a podcast because for for a couple years now we i you know i've been throwing around the idea of like should we do something called like harold's horn or something should we do oh. something like that and he was like, uh, not yet, not this, not, not, not Harold's horn, something will come. And then one day he's like, you know what? We should just do your series. We'll get a bunch of people who we like to hear from, talk about the game, talk about when they might've been a jerk, talk about what, what makes them upset in the game. Talk about, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff. And I was like, you know what, Jason, this is, this is the idea. This is it, buddy. This is uh, let's roll with it. And so. Here we are. We're, we're approaching the launch of that podcast, launch of that idea. So it's all been, it's for the most part, it's been Jason Alt. Jason's like, I have this great idea. Do you want it? And I'm like, yeah, dude. Okay. <laughs> He's a great guy. For those who might not know, Jason Alt did create Commander's Herald and, uh-huh. and is co-founder of uh, of EDH Rep with Don Miner. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, you could say he's the godfather of... Uh, what we love about this game. He was the one who initially wrote the article about 75% theory. Yes, he is. is really at its core about making sure everyone's having a, a good time at the table. That's what mm-hmm. it's really all about. Huh. He is. He is. I I did not know that. So I have learned something, and I hope a lot of the people <laughs> listening have as well. That's That was cool. a seminal article. That was, that was a very important uh, oh, piece yeah. of, of literature. But Big time. Mike, uh, you've you've created so many different uh, articles about bullets. I don't I don't know if we can dedicate time to all of them, but what yeah. I wanted to see <laughs> to put you on the spot is maybe you had some favorites or maybe some really divisive ones that you could bring up to us, and maybe our opinions differ. Maybe they're the same. Who knows? Who's to say? Are they the bullets? Are they not the bullets? Uh, what's what's a particular favorite of yours, uh, maybe that oh, you've God. written about in the past of of that nature? I you know what I'm gonna have to go through them real quick. I think one that I really like, um, one that I really liked was early on somebody being like, "Why is this guy got to show up with an anime titty play mat and be mm. a jerk about it?" And mm. uh, I think that that's one of the ones I I liked writing about. Um, I think it and- was. <laughs> It's it's just one of those things where like I still don't understand why people need to be horned up playing a friggin' card game, but okay. Um, and then I think here's the thing about the article series is that you know it's been going it's been going for nearly three years now, right? It and, has, yeah. And and the thing is, like, we, we it wasn't always weekly. It was it used to be like once every two weeks, and then. You know, it became it, no. It started out, yeah, uh, biweekly, and then eventually we started going weekly. And then with all the, you know, set reviews, it's like it is weekly, but then it's also not weekly, and it's weekly again. Um, so it, it's kind of tough to be like, 
to remember all of these because not only are these the articles that get published, there's also a ton of emails I get that I'm just not going to touch. And they, the, don't sure. even, they don't even make it in. Right. And that's because some of them is like, you know, one guy's like, I'm being accused of being sexist. And then you reply, it's like, the story mm. is incredibly sexist. Or like, yeah, yeah. Uh, one guy messaged in about being like, you know, there's this uh, there's this kid who who is uh, developmentally uh, a little behind, and I don't like playing against him. Got some him. challenges. And I'm like, yeah. buddy, I don't want to write about this. I, I don't. Yeah. You know, I, I I get that this is a a question that you're you're messaging in for. I just don't think that uh, that's a a fair topic. So like these those are ones that I get, and I don't touch. On top of the ones that are like. Hey, it's a three-player pod, and this guy's king making. Am I right? And I'm like, it's all king making. <laughs> Everything is king making. Um, but I think the one that I think comes to mind when people are like, oh, what's the column about? And I like to give them an example. Is um, th- there was this one guy that wrote in earlier this year? I want to say where. Um, he's part of a discord and, uh, that discord is like, Hey, whenever you're looking for a game, you post in this channel. And every time he posts for looking for a game in that channel, there's one guy that joins every time, but it's a guy who like you plays custom cards, no matter what, all his decks, not only are led by a custom commander, but is also like got custom cards in the 99. Um, and yeah, so it's like it, it, that, that kind of, uh, that, that article sits with me quite a bit because it is very fun to be, to have the conversation of where do custom cards come from to begin with? It comes from people being like, I want to design magic. Right. But then over the last couple of years, uh, well, especially before universes beyond, it's been a lot of people being like, I'm going to design a, a set or like a deck based on like my love of jigsaw from the saw movies or like i'm gonna reskin these cards to be these characters or whatever and those designs are very rarely fair right or right good you have to be or balanced okay or had an entire no research team <laughs> right 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 but i think since universe is beyond a lot of people have been getting real bold with it uh uh-huh. considering so many more there's so much power creep to deal with already and then on top of it it's like universe is beyond is real we're getting mm. spider-man in this game they now feel they've you know gotten what I mean? <laughs> yeah exactly so th- i i think this this article is one that i i come to where uh the writer was like am i am i the bolus for not wanting to play against custom cards he says that in general and here's yeah. And here's where the answer to this question becomes a little difficult is that you're not a jerk for wanting to not play against custom cards. You've had a bad go of it. That kind of sucks. However, custom cards can be very fun in the right hands or when approved by the group. (laughs) Right. Um, So it's like there is something to it like a while ago. Uh, my playgroup was thrown around the idea of designing a custom commander for all of us to build around. Like, we'd make it for another player. Um, yeah. 
And and I thought and like when everybody got their cards, we were all like, oh, this is really sweet. This is a very nice thing that we did for each other. And uh, that was it. You know, we all had a good time with that. That was kind of agreed upon. This is somebody who every time you show up and try to get a game in on spell table in this discord is like, mm-hmm. I'm playing and also check this out. This anime series I love is coming to an end and all 99 cards in this deck are characters from that thing or like the lands have a reference to it. it's like geez man you play di- do you want design a different card game um yeah i mean that's great to, to have that <laughs> for something you love but if you're not prepared for people to say no then i think you're the bullest right if you have a custom commander absolutely your deck and yeah. somebody's i mean i would say i'd rather you play with with a legal card you should have that legal card right there with you ready to go because you should expect that and answer, my, my, and and I yeah. wouldn't want yeah. somebody uh, being indignant about the fact of like, well, I want to play my extremely busted custom cards. Like, okay, I don't. I remember early on there was the universes beyond stuff, and people were writing in like, "What if I don't want to play against?" Yeah, they Glenn. were. You know, and and I think like, hey man, it's fair. You don't like it. I also was not for mechanically unique cards in secret layers i think that that's i still think that that's kind of nuts to have mechanically unique cards in a secret layer i don't see yeah. it as any fundamentally uh, different that, than them having a reserve list or printing things at box topper rarity like that's it's just arbitrarily difficult to get a hold of it's all part of the same issue right right that's accessibility of the game exactly and so you know that this was kind of like at a moment where people were like this is my little boycott People did a little bit more than boycott back then. People did a little death threats. Yeah, that's not acceptable. But yeah, still. (laughs) Absolutely. But I'll say, like, I think that if somebody showed up to a table and was like, finally, Glenn is like a character I really love. This kind of card is something I've been dying to get designed. I Mm -hmm. love this card. I would love to play it in the pod. I built this deck. I bought the card like from an lgs that ended up having it like is that a problem for the table it's kind of like where would it why is it a problem if you sit down it and shouldn't play be a problem this? at all you know what i mean mm-hmm. the only problem yeah be the money's already uh, in wizard's pockets maybe if it's a little bit too strong you know? for your meta that might be an issue <laughs> that's about it right and 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 this is glenn we're talking about not yeah, the exactly. strongest <laughs> but, and that was printed in university you know, thin eventually right exactly which is something that i still think like Maro mentioned that, that that's not happening anymore. Like Wait, considering what? all the Doctor Who and I Warhammer and that. <laughs> Well, yeah, that was an answer in um a blog so, talk or so something. So when they print new secret huh. drops like uh new Lara Croft. Yeah, Lara Croft is never getting universes no. within for Lara Croft. I don't I don't know about wow. that. That's like the the answer. So they gave up on that pretty fast. It- as as is currently uh, stated and written, this is the this is the way. Uh, as far as how much things can change, I mean, it's it, it's an adapting game with an adapting society. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it, things change all the time. It'll, again, it'll be what it is. I'll say, like, when it comes to like the Doctor Who stuff, I don't care huh? about Doctor Who. I've never been a fan of Doctor yeah. Who. But the cards are pretty cool, and I've got a handful of them that I'm looking forward to. Hell, I'm even building a deck around the Ninth Doctor and Clara Oswald all about your upkeep getting doubled and tripled or whatever. Very cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. And you know what? I don't care about the show 
and I don't care about these characters, but I care about the game and I'm excited about the mechanics. What I'm also happy about is that they're widely available. You can get pre-cons and they're all in there. You can open the collector boosters, which also kind of crazy that that's the other product here. But like those Uh are widely available, (laughs) right? So you have like two ways of getting them. It's not like you have to like queue up in the morning at some point when they're finally like, guess what? It's time for a secret layer. And if you don't get it today or tomorrow, that's done forever. And you're like, I didn't even know this was happening. With the 30th countdown, I was there. I was on the second and I started clicking. I did the same. Buddy, it sold out instantaneously. (laughs) I bought one. I got one and I was worried I wasn't going to get it in time before I moved out of that apartment. So, Mm -hmm. so I think, I think we all concur here that, uh, you know, you, you need to be talking to your play group, right? But also that these, these universes beyond cards, I mean, I don't want to tell people to, to, you know, suck it up and deal with it. But these are official magic cards. They're officially printed. And as long as the issue exactly. is this right. is too strong for our meta, I kind of think you need to be okay right. with universes beyond. Right. Well, at this I point, mean, heck, if it... Yeah. yeah, if it was something where it's like, okay, take the exact same uh, mechanics of the right. card and everything along those lines, mm-hmm. and then create, uh, put it in a uh, set that that uh, an imaginary set that Wizards came up right. with, as right. opposed to something else. Cool. Would it be a no. problem then? No. Then if the only difference is the title of the card, mm-hmm. then don't don't like. Well, and I I say that as somebody who was feeling a little. There was a time where I was, man, I'm a little bit oversaturated of the uh-huh. different places that I know outside of Magic that I am now going to. And mm-hmm. man, oh man, I'm gonna have Eleven is going to end up fighting Rick Grimes, and yeah. now we're gonna have Fallout. And it's like, you know what? Honestly, it's silly. It's a card game. Yeah. And what do the cards do? It should be fun, and that's fun for somebody. So there's nothing that I can really say against that. I'll say you know? I I love that attitude. I also really think that what so to, we're gonna come back to this in a sec, but I, I think that like oh for sure I don't want them to abandon magic lore. I like the magic story. No. I'm invested in the magic world. And it feels like that's kind of taken a backseat, given that a lot of the products now are just like universes beyond. Especially with uh, that, you know, mm-hmm. the the 25-year saga ending with where the Planeswalkers is now over. You know, it's it's almost a similar yeah. thing with, uh, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe ending their major story. Yeah, that's literally good, where yeah. I was going to. <laughs> Two months uh-huh. ago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it's because it, it's a big reset. It's hey, we've been building towards this for a long, long, long it time, and are. now what's the next thing? Well, we're gonna introduce some other stuff for a little. It's bit. phase yeah. four, and, and I think I speak for myself at least that I have pretty much dipped from the MCU following. Mm-hmm. Oh, the I mean, of Infinity I was War. never into it. The closest I get is I play the Spider-Man game and I like X-Men. You know what I mean? So it's like there you go. I think yeah. so. Another so. To speak on that, I do think it was crazy how they handled the Praetors coming back and how that kind of was just like, hey, Ellis Norn, you've been so calculating about this. What are you going to do? Invade everywhere all at once? That's, yeah, 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 yeah. What a What a mishandling of them. But it kind of feels nuts that they're the Praetors are, are kind of like the step towards the Omen Path arc because uh, the Omen Path stuff is still going. But uh, I digress on that point. My, my, my chief point here is the Doctor Who set, you can't universes within an entire thing like that. That is no. that is bonkers. That is not great. However, I do think that it would be great that ever in the future we have cards like, you know, Wernog that is perfect for a set, you know, uh, in 
and like, oh, God, uh, let's go down to Innistrad again. Hey, what's yeah. this? Warnog Rider's Chaplain would fit perfectly in this archetype. Let's slap him in here. Like, why not? Sure, it says friends God. forever, but like that's a product of having to deal with that. <laughs> also, like, oh, we have this great idea for doubling upkeeps. What about it? Oh, you know, it, it was the ninth doctor. It's the perfect design for this. Well, let's give him a magic name and throw him in the Izzet Guild and like the, uh, wash your hands. Well, heck, think, think about custom cards that exist and people do their own proxies of all the time. And it's, oh, it's this character from this anime that I like, but it's just it's Yarok. Like yeah. it's it's this it's this yeah. other card. It's just got a different yeah. skin to it. So okay, the Godzilla the, treatment you know what got I mean? that right, and that's why I think there that, you go. Yeah, I think that universes within. Like I personally think Lara Croft should get a universes within card. I, yeah, I think that would be appropriate. All the Walking Dead stuff should have had universes within. Um, you know, Street Fighter getting them like right away was the right move. Stranger Things kind of backtracking to them and getting those ones. All great move. I do think that that would be the way to go. However, you know, th- it's just not po- feasible for like Warhammer or Fallout or Doctor Who right. when they're all decks. And I'm assuming that Marvel isn't going to be like, yeah, if these cards are the cards that you're getting out of this, well, uh, you can't change them to something else, right? Like they're, they're pretty mm-hmm. territorial. I but, think we're all uh, more or less on the on the same page on this. I think one. so. I, yeah, and, just having a chat, and that's excellent. Oh, absolutely. What's uh? What are some? I mean, you you've been in this article search for some years now. What are some uh, mistakes that you're seeing people make, just over and over? That at <sighs> this point you're just like, oh my god, like buddy, people <laughs> don't like that. But people, some people just don't get it, or maybe maybe just it's it's common enough that everybody makes that mistake, but people still hate it. Is I that felt that bells for you. Yeah, I felt absolutely. that sigh in my soul actually. Yeah. <laughs> so I can answer this in two ways because this yeah, is like. Okay. I can tell you the mistake that, from my perspective, what the biggest mistake is, and from the pod's perspective, the mistake is. So, people don't like infinite combos, and that's crazy to me. Because, like, yes, it, like I, I agree in the sense that, like, I just played a game last week where, like, th- somebody played a two-card infinite combo from their hand at some point just because they drew into them both, and you're like, mm-hmm. well, great, that just feels like we got nothing done. Like, I don't care for that either. But if you're telling me that there's an infinite combo that takes, like, eight pieces to get it done, and there's room in it for us to interact if we need to, like, awesome. That works perfectly. Wait, 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 hold up. You mean to tell me that the player who likes black the most and likes making synergistic combos mm-hmm. and going through and making an engine what can likes I say? to be able to do... Yeah, it's so weird. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Hey, I love an engine, but I'll say... Yeah. <laughs> I don't love an... In, like, if it's an infinite combo that has two pieces, I'm just like, snore. You know, I'm not right. about the... Hey, guilty conscience and brash taunter. What are you guys doing later? Nothing because it's <laughs> over. The game's done right away. Oh, great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Oh, oh, you paid, you paid six mana to win. Yeah. Oh, great, great. Here's our 15-minute game. Well, could we have just, like, said, hey, I, I have this in my hand. Can we shuffle up and do it again? Yeah. Like, so, I get you. Yeah, so people don't like combos, but what the thing is, nobody agrees on how they want to, like, some people are like, I, I don't want to know that you have combos in the deck. Or like some people are like, if you sit down and you don't and you pull out a combo and you didn't tell us at the beginning of the game, you lost that game. And you're like, calm everybody calm down. Mm-hmm. I think I think that there's the big mistake here is and, and this is this is true of all magic players. The big thing that magic players do is that they assume 
everybody's in their head. In like, right, you know, nobody's like a concept that was like, um, that was explained to me when I started doing stand up was like, I was I was very much like a, a high concept like uh, it's it's going too absurd too fast guys so I wasn't getting laughs on say a bit that was doing you know a jump from here to here to here you know I'd I'd go from like A to Z you know such a giant jump between them and instead of going from like A to F to you know so on and so forth to get them to the end of the joke kind of thing and one of the, one of the other comics who who was more senior than I am and and around for a while he told me he was like nobody knows what you're thinking mm-hmm. you're just, you you have to you have to show them the way you have to take them on the ride you don't just give them the keys and tell them to go so i think that that's something here uh with magic is like people don't know what you're thinking if you tell them they'll know and that's why i also think that magic players in general are folks who need to speak up more and not be afraid of a little bit of conflict because some conflict is good actually you're sitting down to play a game about it basically um it's a competitive game like it it could be for fun and it should be for fun but it's still a game there's competition in uh, it the podcast of the manager of the commander's public project the premier search engine for edh combos and over twenty five (laughs) thousand edh combos that will win you the game on the spot yeah I hate you. Exactly. No, of course not. And- um, <laughs> it's it. I mean, you're speaking I, uh, our language, right? You're saying we need to right. we need to be okay with conflict, but what does that mean? Communicating at the table, right? I have these combos. Exactly. This part of the combo is now online, and I will win next turn. This kind of tattling on yourself is something that we are big fans of here. There we go. Yeah, make the table aware. It, I. I've stopped giving information as far as like, oh, my deck is like a seven. It doesn't help. Because everybody's deck yeah, is a seven. Right? That doesn't Stuff make like that. Yeah. What, I, what I've done now is like, okay, this is my commander. This is what I want to do with the deck. And then I will either say this is the one, two, seven infinite combos that are in here. Or I have this many combos that win the game. And the big one is I have this many tutors. Because it's, hey, how much am I actively searching for that stuff? And how much am I falling into it and i feel like that's been the most accurate way for me to give an idea to everybody else as far as hey like you said they're not in my head they didn't build the deck so Mm -hmm. i have a kaneo satiro deck where it's hey that's a super group huggy commander that might be the most group huggy (laughs) commander it also has and i might i might throw this to you as far as like am i the bolus for having this um it also has the meanest combo that i think i have in any one of my decks (laughs) and i didn't realize it okay uh so i am giving as many tokens to everybody as possible including myself which means i'm giving many more to myself my accidental oh no i think i lock everybody out of the game from this point forward is playing awakening an enchantment for four mana that says at the beginning of each player's upkeep i uh, everybody untaps all creatures and all lands i i do that while also having opposition out which is a four mana enchantment that says tap untapped creature you control tap target artifact creature land so i go yeah, I didn't mean to do this. I had it like in there for, oh, I'm going to tap uh, down something like attacking. Combos, you would have known you had that combo in there. 
<laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I've done that with a bunch of decks since and have taken a couple of things and uh, shifted them Whoopsie and a couple of things guys, and added. Guess I win. Um, but yeah, everybody, go ahead and untap all of your stuff. By the way, you all have to play at instant speed if I don't right. like it and anymore. It wasn't even the kind of it's like, where you went on the spot. It's the kind where you now control every single part of the game. The right. And yeah. yeah, and I just went, okay, um... Does anybody have a way to stop this right now? Because if not, I don't win, but I can keep I all of you the, from that's playing. The kind of the people don't like. Right, and I didn't mean to, and mm. I did it, and then it, it was okay. Let's play it out. Yeah, I said okay, and then we played it out. Whatever he needs to. <laughs> it did not yeah. go great. Um, so yeah, stuff like that where I. Hey, me even being aware that that exists, but not being aware of it in the first place, I didn't mean to mislead anybody. But right, oh yeah, they weren't. In, they weren't in my head. I wasn't even in my head. I didn't know. I have a a Nid deck. We've talked about it. It has two card combos in it, but there's no tutors to find them. So usually, I'm not finding them before uh-huh. like turn twelve or so, because you have to find two random cards in your deck. Well, I'll say I have. So there's only one deck that I consciously have a th- three-card infinite combo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that's my Lizolda deck. I have Micaeus the Unhallowed, um, Murderous Redcap, and yep. any sacri- free sacrifice yep. outlet. There you go. Persistent yeah. Undying and then damage around the classic. table. Um, well, it's a classic. Now, the thing is, infinite combos, like, I think they're not my favorite. I don't like them to, like, oh, you know, here's two cards, it's over. But I do mm-hmm. like, you know, here are a bunch of pieces that work well with the rest of the deck. And here it is. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like, I appreciate that. You appreciate I'll it. I'll say, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I mean, I also like seeing somebody else's deck and, you know, ha- having a look at somebody's deck do its thing and see that that, that card is doing work on its own. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and then being like, well, it makes sense here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes sense here. And then also being like, but I have to keep an eye on that because if something comes up, I might be wrong, you know? So um that that's what I'm saying. It's like I think it's 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 different if I don't like uh, the last game I played with an infinite that ended in an infinite combo was somebody played a um uh Kiki Jiki um Kiki Jiki and a Illusionist Bracers or something Heck or yeah, other like a, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah right um, but <laughs> point is it was it was a mono red deck that was like okay so uh, we finally got it under control and he was like oh okay well I'm gonna play Kiki Jiki and oh I guess I yeah no I think I win yeah, Kiki Jiki like, trips over a rock and goes infinite three times so. I know right I know but uh, so. I'm- Speaking of uh, Commander Spellbook, by the way, because this is something I like to. It's, it, uh, what I what okay. So what I like to do when a new set comes out, and you make this very easy now with the new set with Ixalan, mm-hmm. uh, you just have a button that goes here. Are all the combos from the new we set, uh, and then when the thing, it, it, I use it kind of like as a not necessarily like a finance tool, but I am looking at it like, oh, what cards should I pick up now that they're cheap, and you know. Immediately, yeah. you go through them. You're like, okay, Dino DNA is a big one, yeah, and it is. <laughs> <laughs> so you're looking at all the new cards and stuff. And I'll say, it is wild how quickly 
like, look at this set. It just came out, and the featured combos pages is like, I don't know, 10 swipes from of my mouse to get through the whole thing, three combos Ooh. per go, and there's so many cards on it. There's a lot of ways to go infinite now, and it's not something mm-hmm. that we can really get mad at, especially when cards are meant to work together. Yes. Right. I'd, I'd say even on accident, mm-hmm. more right. decks have infinite combos on, even in them. Even if you're not trying not. to go infinite. Right? If, you're, if your deck is synergistic, eventually you'll value out. You'll go finite, and you'll have so 100%. much value that you've effectively won. Yeah, I can't right. go infinite, but I can make 145 right, exactly. treasures exactly. this turn. Right. I'll make so that's by tapping this thing. See, right. that's the thing I really like. I like I like the idea that you could get pinched on the way out. You know, like I yeah. I have my again my my Mike and Will Stranger Things deck, which is a Wernog and Othelm uh, deck that that I like is is based around getting Wernog in and out of play as much as possible, getting a lot of clue tokens, and at some point everybody else has to take clue tokens, and I and and instead of one damage, and I just keep using those to keep going on and on and on and. Quirk, like KCI, obviously, and there like you go. a bunch of other like ways to use all the stuff that I have going on. But the thing is, sometimes you just don't have the end game. Like, I don't have Mirkwood Bats out. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Or I do have Mirkwood Bats, but I can only make 30 of these things, and, and that oh, no. will kill oh, everybody. No. <laughs> you know? Right? right? No, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, you, that's part of the fun is, like, the tension of, like, will it, will it yes. kill? Um, yeah. Whereas an infinite combo to me is kind of like the, 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 the part of it that isn't as fun, uh, in my opinion, is like, here are the four cards that now, no matter what, it's over. And it's not like mm-hmm. a, it's not like a we can try to get through this for a lot of the time. It's it's like, oh, we I did it when shields are down. I'm a good player. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, it's a here it is. It's unstoppable. The game, game is over. It's so important. Yeah. Right? Because when you exactly when you just sort of lay it on the table and like, well, the game's over and maybe uh-huh. nobody was ready or maybe that window of opportunity where they could interact has already passed. And, and now you're mm-hmm. just giving them the bad news. That's a feels bad situation. We don't want that. On the on no. the flip side, actually, the article that came out today mm-hmm. of uh, for Am I the Bolus on on the on the fifteenth that I really appreciated was uh, the God Hand. Essentially, oh, yeah. um, you know, you know, hey, I have all the stuff I need to win in my I've got opening. All hand. of the Infinity Stones in right. my hand right now. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, they were like, "Hey, hey, look, I uh we played three games and the last game I picked, I had the best hand I could possibly get and I warned the table. And I wa- I said, "Hey, do you guys want to play like do you guys want me to play this hand out or do you prefer I don't? Because I don't want to have a game that won't be fun for you guys either." And right. from the email, you know, the 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 table was like, "Yeah, go for it." Like we we had a couple games you know, there was even context for like the the, the game prior. The one of the other mm-hmm. players like got to go off, and um, and I I really liked that instinct. You know, that's good. That's that's I, yeah. being helpful and, and open. Although I'm sure you've experienced people uh, maybe misrepresenting or mischaracterizing their deck and will uh, claim that they got the god hand, when in fact that's quite an average hand for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's that's where you have to let trend and and uh, a little bit of credit history <laughs> at that <laughs> pod kind of build up and hmm, interesting. Yeah. So, kind of odd how you get the god hand 75% of the time, my friend. Uh-huh. So, I'll tell you what guys, uh there's still a lot that I want to get to on this conversation and a couple of extra topics that I want to hit. So, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. All right, we're back. It took me a really long time, but I finally found the answer, everybody. There are about 4,100,300 mm. or 33,000 <laughs> Michaels. Um, I had a little bit of confusion because I looked up Mike's before uh. and it was like it was like 115,000. I'm like that's not possible. Uh, Mike, is is that why you made us wait for three and a half months between takes? Well, you know, it, listen, <laughs> do you want me to do good research or do you want me to do fast research, Alex? I want I, you to do good research, but not while you have us just waiting. You, on you know, just, you know, the triangle kind of a bolus move. Mike. You can have the triangle. You can have something fast. You can have something cheaper. You can have something good. You get to pick two. Yeah, exactly. Right. And yep. here we are. Um, sorry for putting you on hold for all of that time, uh, Mike. Here's here's where I want to go from here. Hit me. Um, as far as am I the bolus? Am mm-hmm. I the arch enemy? Am I the cause of everybody else's dread? Um, I don't know how often people actually feel like they are, which kind of makes sense for them to call right. in and find out if they are. Um, how often do you think people find out that they are they are the bolus. How how often do you think that people find out <laughs> counterintuitively? Yeah, oh, when yeah. people write in, do they I, tend to be bad. the bolus or do they tend not to be? So here's the 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 bit of like um, the trouble with the column. We're getting okay. that one person's perspective, right? Yeah, exactly. Their 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 side of the story, right? So they you know they're doing everything they can. I did everything like, well, right, this and everyone is what... else just hates me for no reason. Right. Right. And so I have to take them for it. But also, like, you know, I'm looking for ways that, hey, I can interpret this to be, you know, a discussion on another thing. Right. So instead of just Mm -hmm. being like, yes or no. Well, here's what I like about this. Here's what I dislike, you know. But for the most part, people writing in, they tend not to be because already they're writing in to find out if they were right. They're concerned, the thing, about which means they the considered it. Exactly. <laughs> which the, and, and the reason I, and I'm, I'm saying this is particularly for the ones that make it to the article, mm. because there's a lot right. of them that don't make it to the article. that are just like, Oh yeah. But they're also <laughs> like the, the way they're writing is like the game clearly ended 10 minutes ago. And they're like, you'll never freaking believe this, Mark. Like, check this shit out. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, they're oh, still hot. Right. Yeah, and you're like, oh, man. Oh, I, hey, I get it that you think that that's king making. You know, uh, I get how the, that that might be king making, buddy. I understand. Right. You get the king but, making uh, accusation around here, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I hear I hear you, and I understand why you're upset, but also. You need to relax. Uh, yeah, it's also not worth It's not worth the article. There's nothing here besides you're angry. Right. Express your right. anger in a healthy way and come back to the table. That's it. Right. And if, so do some axe throwing and then, uh, and then come <laughs> back. But, but throw, throw them at targets, not people. Yeah, yeah. Do, do a couple push-ups, maybe stretch a little bit, and uh, take it easy. You know? Okay. Well, let's. <laughs> as long as we have you as our, as our captive, 
um, uh-huh. and, and Bolas's clutches. <laughs> I have. Nice. Uh, I have these, a deck these are very bolusy sure things to say. What'd you say? <laughs> I, these are very bolusy things for yeah, you I to know, say. Right? Right I mean, you're in some of those clutches. You've already framed this as a very negative interaction. <laughs> I I have a uh, a couple of decks that you would definitely give the side eye to as far as the bolus discussion and and perhaps uh, my co-host Mike has the same feelings. Maybe we talk about some of the things that we're uh, doing with our decks or or about uh, maybe our, our podcast at large. What do you think? Well, I I'd love to hear it. Well, the the one that I think is is uh, most pertinent. I I have uh, I have a stacks deck. It's a Kaikar stacks. Uh, called silver mm-hmm. bullet stacks and I, i've tried to construct it in in as nice a way as possible the way that i've done that is is all of the stacks and hate pieces are so narrow that they are only designed to completely hate out one player um, and the reason why i'm running the deck is because that one player brought their urza deck and everyone else is bringing their pre-cons and they like oh this is the only deck i have i'm like okay okay you can run that deck that's fine we're going to run this deck, and this deck is going to make it so you can't play your deck, but everybody else can. So that's the first one. And uh, and perhaps I'm misrepresenting myself. Uh, co-host Mike, what do, what do you think about that description? No, no, that's exactly okay. what the deck is. Okay. <laughs> so hold on. How do you feel about the... Hold on. Hit me with it one more give, time. Sure. You're saying that me, this, let, is a, this is a silver bullet stack Silver deck. bullet stacks. Yep. Yes. You're saying here, here, let me let me help you said there's there's more than one side to a there story. Is. Uh-huh. Let me give you a let me give you a second yes. side. Okay. <laughs> um, the way that this deck works, it is very, 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 very efficient at shutting down one person at the table. Right. And that person usually it's I've never seen Kaikar come out on the first game. I've never no, seen Kaikar come out on the second game. Early. <laughs> I have seen Kaikar come out on the third game because, all right. You're taking the gloves off. You need to be taken yeah. down a peg real quick. Right, you went in Jinga taxis right. in the command zone. Stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> so what you're saying is Kaikar is kind of your, like, uh, it's time to check somebody. No more Mr. Kind nice of deal. Guy. I yeah. See. All right. Okay. Okay. If somebody has been bolus for too long then I have in to the be pod, the now. Kaikar is the, okay, I'm a bolus just yeah, exactly. to you. Yeah. <laughs> but crucially, it's well, like an anti kingmaker deck. Probably symmetric sex pieces. They're not uh, the kind of sex pieces like Stasis and Static Orb that are going to lock down the table. They're going to lock down one player, but everyone else is just going to have a grand old time. So it's the kind of deck that like uh, Overwhelming Splendor would be right. Oh, at home I have now. Overwhelming Splendor in that deck. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, that that makes sense. It's the kind of. <laughs> Well, look. Here's the thing: if somebody's been having a a, a whole somebody's been naughty. a whole game session, just been like nonstop crushing and just being very difficult. This is the only deck with. I have. It's the only one I can play. And they're not letting up or like reading the room or anything. Yeah, it's tough. That's tough. Right. Yeah. I I like to I I like I I'm not I'm not I don't think I've ever given you uh this comment for that deck, but it reminds me of the Batman line. It's like it's not the hero we need, it's the hero that we deserve. <laughs> this is the it's, deck you deserve that, right now. That deck is very much like the hey, this is not the deck that the, this the is pod the needs need. to have a good time, but it's the yeah. deck that that that, that particular <laughs> player deserves. This deck punches things to solve its mental problems. And does the person you're going after know? Oh yeah, I'm extremely clear about it. I'm like, listen, buddy. Okay. Your deck hey, is way too right. powerful. Are you, I'm about you, to bring it, out the lockdown. 
And they... I've, I've sat down at the table with Alex. It is a, you're not going to play any other deck. We've got other decks. Would oh, yeah. you like I to borrow a deck? Would you like to play, play something different? Oh, no, wow. I'm going to play my deck. Okay. So this All is right. like one of those. I would like to play this. <laughs> this is one of those that's the last straw, and you, yes. you're, I mean, it's, you're it's brought the to last learn straw, today. But it's, it's not even necessarily a vindictive or hateful thing. I think it's an issue of, okay, they brought one deck. This is the only deck they have. They don't want to play my decks. That's okay. How can we let this person play and also not right. have the worst commander night of our lives? Well, the answer for me sure. is High Car Silver Bullet. Okay. I mean, here's there's a lot about this that's kind of like, oh, wow. No, it's a bit of a gray area. This is it's a tricky one, right? It's very tricky. This is this would make an excellent article, actually. Oh, maybe Lapper, I should write if you it want. <laughs> yeah, 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 write right, it in. Hey, we're gonna cut yes. all of this, everybody, and we're gonna we're gonna have a part two I episode. This will show up later. <laughs> we'll we'll right leave now. it in. We'll leave it in. Call it a crossover article podcast. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. It's this is interesting because so Dana Roach. Uh, spoiler uh, for anybody who's going to listen to the first episode of Am I the Bullcast, Dana discussed a, uh, uh, a a player, a bully at his LGS who hated blue decks and counter spells and oh, such. He's running all the anti-blue. Yeah, and they were such a red player. They were like everything is red, and they were like they were aggressive and and they were just mean and uh, not a good person. This guy wasn't great, and then Dana was like with with a with the rest of the eleven players that frequented the LGS. They all built a uh, mono blue commander deck. Each one of them different, but still <laughs> mono blue commander. And whenever that guy wanted to join a pod, they all broke out the mono blue commander. Um, at that point, it, it is it is absolutely somewhat villainous, but it feels like a comeuppance in a way. Like it is like, yeah, it, it means that the message wasn't getting through another way. And this is it, just how it's gonna it sounds like you're just telling them to screw you're, off at that point. You're literally, oh, yeah. com- you're literally talking with all of the cohorts of this rebel yeah, alliance. Be like, all right, this is how we combat you, this. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. I think if, I think as soon as it, when we're talking about am I the bolus or was this person the bolus? When it becomes something to where you galvanize your forces to oh, come yeah. up with a plan against the overarching enemy, they're the bolus even if they're in the right. Yeah. Like there's a problem yeah. at yeah. that point. So that's um, that's a big one. I think that that's like a uh, I, that that reminds me of this deck in the way that like this is on a more micro level, kind of like we're all sitting at the table. This one guy's kind of ruining you know, running the table and it's not really going the way that everybody's stoked on. It's fair to bring out an extra um, hurdle kind of like a, cause they, they, they try to do something like this with arch enemy. You remember that, that idea? We like love arch enemy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With the, with the, the set, the with the, the like plane chase cards, oh, but yeah. not yeah. plane no, chase. Exactly. Arch enemy yeah. does something yeah. cool. Three yeah. V one. I I need to get my hand on those cards. I would I would hope that they reprint those at some point. Well, if you, if you I love alternative a, formats. There's a phone app that'll it gives you a deck of the bonus mm-hmm. uh, arch enemy cards. I understand, and I'm totally about it. But I also really want the physical cards. I do I, have yeah, the to have them in your hand. Have the yeah, giant yeah, yeah. Oversized card sleeves to go with them. Oh, where'd you get those? I'm sorry, I got, I got really somewhere. really loud. Please. No, no, that's all right. Because I, I, when I discovered them the first time too, it was really exciting. All I want to do is I want to have like the, uh, I want to have a full deck, yeah, of the oversized cards. So it's, <laughs> I'm just gonna call it my big print yeah. library. We're deck. gonna have to do up some custom renditions because there's not enough. 
Wasn't there? Oh, wait, no, the lands are going to be the hardest ones. At, at one of the cons, there I saw somebody playing one of the uh, oversized cards versus the miniature travel size cards. Yeah, nice. That, that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll say, like, I, I, God, Lapper, if you've got a, if you've got a link, send send them over about. Oh, those, you better believe leaves, I have a link. Because I need, I need them. I so I love playing chase. I, you know, obviously playing chase isn't for everybody, and you don't get to play sure. it often. But when you do, what a time! What a great time right. it is to play playing chase. What I'll say is that, um, arch enemy might be the solution here. But when that's not available, just letting them know that they're going to have some extra hurdles to jump over mm-hmm. is probably the next best thing. Like everybody's yeah. sitting the, at the table and being like, well. That deck is the same deck that we just lost to twice in a row. Does any, you know, are you only going to play that deck and it's going to be more of the same? You know that we recognize you as the threat and that we're going to be coming for you first. Okay, let's begin. You know what I mean? And that is yeah. also, it, if they're on board, a very cool way to play the game. Yeah, because, some people like being yeah. the arch enemy. Exactly. Some people like being the arch enemy, but some people just like, you know, it's just like playing like a new game plus on a video game that you've mastered already. And you're like, this is going to increase the difficulty, you know, and, right. and that becomes more rewarding when you do win or you, you beat a level or something. Right. Like I, I was, I was playing this game. Now I'm playing dark souls. Yeah. Right. Cool, let's go. Yeah. Uh, I, and here's the thing. The other part of it is I, I like how you called it gray area because that is exactly what it is. Because in the player who is being targeted, there's a decent chance that Lapper is their bolus. Oh, yeah. For the other two players that are there, great. <laughs> this is, all right, you guys, you guys over there, you have your, your one-on-one game. Let us know Meanwhile, who comes I'm out on top or whatever. Like you boot a car. <laughs> We're just going to do other stuff. It's going to be great. I'll say <laughs> the thing that, that puts us over the, like, over the line less gray towards not the bolus is the fact that it's <gasps> addressed by the table yes you're offering it up as a solution to the night saying hey this has been going this one way and as the consensus of the table has been reached to say it's not necessarily the right way um what if we played it this way and tried this out and you know people are on board and so you give it to them let them have it yeah Yeah. it's worked i mean it's it's uh it's it has i've seen it it's been great reached that equilibrium of yeah, they're allowed to play their deck that's absurdly strong and mean, but they're not going to get to do very much, and, and it'll be interesting to see how much they can resist my interaction. Alex Alex likes to call it his uh, silver bullet deck. I like to call it his ultimatum deck. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> Nothing else? We can't we can't switch? All right, cool. I'm going to play this. This is I'm what this does. Are we cool? Yep. I'll, it's very good. I'll say ultimatum carries with it some other yeah. implications. Though. Well, there's the ultimatum cards that <laughs> oh. I love. Oh, it does. Uh-huh. And I well, have, one uh, of which is more famous than the others. Yes. <laughs> that's true. I have uh, another deck that's in a similar vein. It's it's a group hug artifact mm-hmm. deck, and it's helmed by Emrakul the Promised End, which immediately turns <laughs> It's awesome. As, as a commander, I can grant the player who's the most behind extra turns. I can have an incredibly synergistic and powerful and fast deck in, in colorless. Um, but also if somebody at the table is, uh, very powerful, maybe they're going to run away with the game and win. Uh-huh. Well, now I have the ability to control their, their turn. And I am, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn. I'm quite accomplished at ruining somebody's board state with a effect. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Right. So, uh, uh let's, wild. let's hear the other side of that story from co-host Mike. 
I have no, you have notes. no notes. That's what it is. It's, it's, you either get the hug or you get the death squeeze. It, it, and here's the thing. The, the, the part of it that I, I, I couldn't qualify this as a am I the bullets in any way, shape, or form. Because you don't wait and hold off casting until you can ruin somebody. It's, okay, I have the ability to cast my commander and do the thing. I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to figure out the best way to go yeah, about it. Yeah, basically. So... It's all right. Uh, it's still pretty early. It's turn four. I've cast Ever Cool for thirteen or whatever it is. Uh, you know what? You missed a land drop. We're going to take because your Metal turn. Worker came out. We're, we're... <laughs> yeah. yeah, Metal Worker. Ugh, I hate that. If Metal <laughs> Worker's in my opening hand, this is um, about to be a really fast game. Yeah. Uh, it. Yeah. Uh, it's. It's. It's very cool. It is very good at immediately helping somebody uh-huh. off of you know off of the starting line. It is also immediately good at kneecapping yes. somebody but it's very you're very aware of it the entire oh, yeah, she's, time. She's right well it's in the it's command like, zone yeah exactly yeah. if somebody gets behind um, at the beginning or they get ahead at the beginning she can adjust their speed right well it sounds like you've got um a particular way to play <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> that is so and, and this is <laughs> No, but what I mean is like so. This is one of, one of my best friends in Magic. One of my my pals. Shout out! I don't know Phil here this, but Eric, my buddy Eric, is uh, somebody I've been playing Magic with since like 2016 or something. And he's he's somebody that I'll play with more regularly. He's who I drove down to Commander Sealed with and everything. And he's he's a very particular guy. You know, he's got like four decks, and he'll change them very very sparingly. It's like it's yeah, only for me. the perfect cards. I'll you know, mm-hmm. he's got. He and and one of the most shocking things is he's changed out his Lazav deck is no longer helmed by Lazav, but rather by Zareth San now because he just figured, well, Lazav isn't doing as well as he used to. Uh, I find myself wanting to do different things now, and Zareth San is more interesting to me at the moment. And that was like a huge shakeup. You know what I mean? That so he's like with Kaikar, yeah. was, that was originally helmed by Zedru the Great Hearted. Zedru. There we go. Yeah, well, that Zedra makes sense. Not, yeah. Zedru was not cutting it. So I switched over to Kaikar when Fair. that came out. Yeah. You're talking to Eric's kindred spirit. Apparently. I'll tell you what. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, so he's, he, he doesn't like it, but he's got like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most people do. when we played, yeah, when we played that game against uh, Lenny, he was just like, well, I just, I got nothing. <laughs> you know, like, it's just, yeah. he's got, um, he's also got a Zerda deck that, like, is, is very, he's very particular about, and you know what I mean? So he's like, he knows what he likes. He's got, he, he's very, um, he's very good at cutting things. He's very good at analyzing stuff. I, on the other hand, have way too many decks, and I should get rid of some, but then I know myself, hey, and I'll go... Oh, I'm gonna get rid of decks and then I'm gonna build some more. Oh yeah. And hey, what's up, Mike? Yeah, <laughs> there are two sides of the coin. What's up, my guy? Hey, How you doing? So, yeah. right there exactly. Bikes. I'm really excited. Yeah. I finally cut myself down to twenty two yeah. decks. Oh buddy. Recently. Same. I'm, i I, yeah. I just recently got down and I and I'm already like, well, I need to build slime foot and squee. I've been talking about it for right? a while. So and, so I figured I figured out the rule for people like me and you. Yeah. If you if you if you play, if you play, uh-huh. you take how often you play. Right. Uh-huh. So like, oh, I play once a month. I play once a week. I, uh-huh. I, I During the pandemic, I play once a year uh-huh. kind of thing. And from there, if you don't play in 10 sessions, if you don't play one of those decks, you have to you have to dismantle that deck and turn it into something. else. Well, that's a hard because rule. it's not enough. of a pro- oh, I know no it's a hard rule, right. but that's why you rotate. That's why you rotate. I can hold my but decks that's why you rotate. Hands. 
You'll get there. So that, that you're that's wild to me. But I'll say, Eric <laughs> Eric once said to me, because I send my lists over and I'll be like, I like this deck. This is what I'm working on. Here's my other deck. And um, I brought with me like Ever-Changing Dane, Mike and Will, and Lazolda. Those are, those are the, the mm-hmm. decks I would consider as like, these are some signature decks right here. These are like decks that people know me for. These are the decks that are very much in my wheelhouse. And Eric, whenever I'd send him a list... Eric, at one point, just said the most cutting thing. He said, you like what you like, and every deck is an iteration of that. You just do it well, but then you put 160 cards on a list, knowing mm-hmm. knowing that 40 of them are going to be the exact same. <laughs> yeah, there's only so, so many incredible group hug and political staples, and we just keep exactly. putting the same ones in, don't we, Mike? Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, we made our list of our top ten group hug cards. It's like, all right, great, I'm making a deck. Mm-hmm. Well, I need these nine right off the okay. bat. Mm-hmm. Get another copy of Veteran, Veteran Explorer, Explorer and such. Take out Soul Ring and put in Veteran Explorer. <laughs> there we go. So, um, so that said, when when I was saying you like you I wasn't being diplomatic, I was kinda saying Not at all. You <laughs> like what you like and you do it the right you do it the right way for yourself. And I think that that's well. Do it I is do it the right way? Am I the bullis? Well, I think for yourself, you give yourself <laughs> rules. Like so, this is another thing I do is I have a discard deck, right? I have uh, Anya Falconrath discard nice. deck, like you know, okay, Liliana's caress, Megrim, so oh, uh, Wheel of Misfortune. You know, it's it's a discard deck, right? But that also means I have Turgrid, God of Fright. Oh, and that means gosh. that sure. when people discard stuff, if it's a permanent, and I'm it's taking yours it, right? now. Mm-hmm. Right. However, yeah. What I will say is that I don't take sacrifices unless we're talking about a terramorphic expanse or like a fetch land that works for me. I'm not taking anything anybody sacrifices. Interesting. So that's like kind of my own power or sacrifice didn't affect you have. Because it's just like I don't like that Turgrid had both when the when the the card came out. I was like, this is. Exactly. I thought, well, if this was just discard, people wouldn't be freaking out so much about it. And it's more than 50% off and it's better. Exactly. Exactly. So I was just like, man, you know what? I just want to play it this way and I'll have my own little rule for it. And it kind of feels like the same thing in the way that you're like, I'm playing Emrakul. I'm not playing it to screw people over immediately. I'm just kind of keeping uh, taking the temperature of the table. This guy needs a little help. Let me help him out. Oh, she's got mm-hmm. nothing going on. Let's go ahead and help her out next turn. And, oh, well, this guy's taking off, so uh, I'm going to kneecap him. People things. look at it, they're like, is that yeah. an Eldrazi deck? I'm like, I think I have four Eldrazi in here, including the commander. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the It's it's the group hug, group hug way up. I'm going to have everybody go faster than normal, but I am going to try uh-huh. and control where everybody is. This Everybody's going to be at about the same I'm level of stuff until I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's yeah. like you're, it's like you're the referee in some ways. That's like, great. It's, it's, I'm a magic I, judge. That's exactly how. Yeah, I feel. that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, no, and I, I love I love the idea of what you were talking about for the discard deck because I that's I, a really I play cool a Victus as Madi. Yeah, I play a Victus as Madi the dire, the dire mm-hmm. uh, deck where it's the uh, when it attacks right. everybody is going to sacrifice a thing and then that. we're going to chaos warp something onto the field potentially. Mm-hmm. But in that deck, I have a Turgrid. I have an it that betrays and. I will never cast them from my hand, but if they show up and I go, oh no, uh-huh. uh, there's a chance that I'm targeting that on my side because, hey, no, this is too much. Yeah, That's not gonna, cool. He's going to tuck his own Turgrid. 
Yeah, See, but sometimes, yeah, well, here, the, here we go. Let's see what happens. In that case, I would say take him out of the deck if you're going to do that. I think, it, but sometimes it's it's, but it's sometimes it's necessary. Deck. Sometimes I it's see. not. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like there's a there's a difference between I think having like there's a, that's a hard and fast rule by yourself. You're like, well, what if you're like I I only let them live for two turns, you know, and then I get rid of them. Oh, that's good. You that's know what I mean? That's, I like that's that. different yeah, than being like. It's not just that you yeah. won't cast those cards, right? You you have the restriction, like I do in one of my decks, that you'll only run permanent cards in that deck. Yeah, that one I'm never. I'm, I'm always flipping something. So there, yeah, so yeah, yeah, of course. The other the other part of this that that's usually there. I, I don't do a two turn restriction. I it, if I have this out on the battlefield on the, my next turn, do I win the game? And if I do. I, I'll, I'll use it. If I don't, then it's just something that's obnoxious and it ruins the, it, it kind of makes the yeah. entire table go, oh no. In which case, okay, great. I'm going to pick Triggered it to sacrifice. So that's also, that's also the thing with his, my, uh, with, with that card. Usually when I attack, unless somebody is very much the arch enemy uh-huh. or they have something where it's like, oh, this is a clear threat for the entire table. I'll say, hey, pick your own permanent. The entire thing about this is I just want people to flip over cards and yeah, see what's going to happen. Fun. It's, it, that that to me feels fun in the way th- that if Turgrid is out or if that betrays is out, and you're telling mm-hmm. them to pick their permanent, then that's also pretty yeah. fun. I wouldn't look at yeah. the Tur- like it, it's just that if you're inconsistent with it, then I'm I, I'm I'm less. Uh, you got to have rules. You got to yeah, have standards. Yeah. You have to have your protocols and right. such. Otherwise, what's the point in saying, "Oh, need. this is my deck. This is what it does." Yeah. There's no tutors. That's when yeah, I uh, I announce it. There's when a Turgrid. I'll play Turgrid. Yeah. Turgrid in the discard deck, I play her and I say, listen, while this is on the stack, feel free to remove it, whatever you want. However, what I'm doing with Turgrid is I'm only accepting discards. The sacrifice part is only going to be for a fetch land or a terramorphic expanse. I'm not taking mm-hmm. creatures. I'm not taking anything else. It's just cool. lands. It's a very unique restriction. And that's it. That's going to be my restriction for the card. And, you know, and a, a lot of the times I'm not even taking the land, too. You know what I mean? Like right. it's a, yeah. it's a discard deck. It draws into stuff. Uh, it, it goes fast. Sometimes I'll be decking myself at that point. You know, so um, it's That's for the good. best we've, for me to not accept them with, too. Uh, with restrictions too. I mean, Mike, you you have that uh, old permanent deck. I have a I have a Vanifar deck. She's normally very powerful, but there's no combos oh, and there's boy. there's only creatures in the deck. So it, um, talk ins- about a card we were writing about. Yeah, that, instead that of card... instead of playing a a chain, a, a pod chain that just you know the the moment that she you know gets on and taps, it's over. Rather I get than the that, thing. I win. Group hug yeah. toolbox deck. Mm, fun. Yeah, it's 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 a very cool. I I like when you do things uh, when people build decks and it's okay. I'm gonna play a mini game inside of this mm-hmm. game that we're playing. Oh yeah, and. I think the reason that we like group hug and group slug and all of that as much as we do is because that means that, hey, we're going to play a game inside of this game <laughs> and, and we're going to and just just make it as much interaction and as much fun as possible. And I think so far what I've learned today uh, is that I need to be a little bit tighter on my restrictions to avoid being the bolus. Uh, Alex's Kaikar deck is in gray bolus territory, but not really. I think probably. I just got all the right. rubber stamp from uh, Mr. Bolus himself. Yeah, and uh, also shout out, shout out to Eric, uh, our version of Lapper, who uh, doesn't like group on here. So there you go, Uh, Mike. What is there something that you do or or used to do that you would now consider being the bolus that 
your almost, you know, secondhand embarrassment that, that you ever did that? Is that something you've experienced, not in real life, but in, in the game of Magic? Yeah, like, absolutely. When did you see the light? <laughs> um, four okay, days ago. Um, so I, I'll say the thing that I do, it's only within my, like, play group with, like, the... So these guys I started playing with in like 2014, 2015, and like we we've kept mm-hmm. in touch, and and now we we rarely see each other save for you know like hey, new batch of precons came out, and I'm getting all four. Bring your decks. We're gonna play one game of precons, and then we'll play for like you know a whole day. And when that happens, like my buddy Chris is somebody who, uh, you know, is someone I get mad at very easily. He's he's got he's got one of those personalities where everything he says, you're kind of like. God, I want to mess with you so bad. You, you know, you, you're being such a, you're being such a dweeb right now. If you uh, weren't my friend, so I would not like. Yeah, I only play with them when when new fight guns come out. So only about once a week, maybe once every few days. Yeah. Uh yeah yeah. Uh, every every uh yeah. Uh, so uh, about that, uh, we'll play every now and then, and he'll uh, and and so what happens is he's he's making some sort of evaluation, taking forever on his turn. And he'll decide to destroy something of mine that um, when I'm not the threat, you know, when clearly his brother is being the threat, but he's like, I think that this is going to come back and bite me in the ass if I don't get rid of that. So I'm going to get rid of that thing that you have on your board. And so I announce to the table, I go, all right, boys, today's your lucky day. You're not my problem at all. The rest of the game, I'll be focusing on Chris for making dumb decisions. And then I focus on Chris. And now this is something I used to do a lot. It would be like, essentially, I'd give myself a little rule of like, whoever destroys one of my things or hits me first is the person that's going to draw my ire for the rest of the game. Exactly. Uh, And that's something I've not done in a long time. But it it is something that I look back on and think, well, that's not that's not the the way <laughs> yeah you don't want to do it every time but if somebody is messing with your board you need to establish your reputation oh if you mess with my board i'm gonna mess with your board i am italian so there is some of that on a <laughs> there you go uh, yeah, as, as you've grown older and wiser uh-huh. you're less spiteful to the first person to cross you what can i say but you will still <laughs> but you the will never second person who crosses me is dead <laughs> there you go that's an interesting one because I, I consider the rabbit dog technique to be a tool in, in the arsenal, but I can definitely see how you're pulling that out every time. That's going to be an issue. Oh, absolutely. If it's every time, then it's like that's not a technique. That's just like who you yeah. are, you know. There yeah, you go. that's a good point. You have another uh, another embarrassing thing that you used to do. Uh, trying to think. I uh, am okay. Uh, when I first came back to playing Magic and started playing Commander, I hated the color red and I refused to play red. Um, anything red. So commander was easy for me because I'd be like, I don't like red at all. And uh, I'd just play anything but red. I'd play Golgari. I'd play like, you know, Simic. I'd play, uh, I'd play Rakdos. I play Atraxa. Right. That's, that's, but then when those precons came out, I bought all of them and I was so stoked on the whole deal and I kind of caved to my thing. And when I, when, when it came time to play the precons with all my pals, I really loved Saskia and I built, mm-hmm. I, I upgraded that precon and I was like, red's not so bad. There's a lot going on in this color. It's actually there pretty deep. Nice. And uh, I've turned the other way all the way to green. So I guess the embarrassing part is 
I just uh, I'll pick a color to not like. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll just yeah, stay not. Like it makes it easier to build decks. Oh yeah, that's for sure. I think everybody has their their part of the game that they wish right. didn't exist, and it's the part that they don't play. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, green seems too easy to me. Uh, what, what can I say? It is easy. It's fun. It's strong. It can do everything. Exactly. I, I, I feel I feel attacked. It's it's fine. Timmy's favorite color. I just I like doing big stuff. Indian. It's the easiest yeah. way to battle cruiser, and it's not because I want to do the green thing more. It just if gets I'm me trying the to ramp to do my, my fellow opponents at the table, it's hard to do that when I'm not in green. Listen, right. and I if if I had somebody playing group hug all the time, I wouldn't have to play green, and I wouldn't have to play group hug. But here we are. <laughs> um, I'm the anti bolus. I am. I am here for everybody. Um, looks at some of his combos and feels a little bit uncomfortable um, for a while. I'd say since up until this year, since 2018, whenever the precon decks of uh, Estrid, the mask uh, came out up until mm-hmm. this yeah, year, I hadn't, I didn't have uh, a new green commander since Hapatra before that. So it's like, those are, I haven't played green proper in a long time. And then Mike and Will came together and now I'm looking at Slimefoot and Squee and a Nick Thea. You go. You <laughs> so got some green in there. I've got some green coming, but it took years before I've decided to be like, yeah, maybe I'll try out whatever green has to offer here again. I have a, a deck I think that would be in your wheelhouse. I have a, I have a Secor Deathkeeper Afterlife deck. Okay. Where uh, every card every card in the deck has to replace itself with another card okay. or a token of some kind. That's always very fun, and, and we love the value that we get from black and from green, and there's some good red in there, too. Well, it um, makes me happy that Sekouar finally got the token printed. I know. It really <laughs> ticks me off when Magic prints a card, uh-huh. or prints it back in the day. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a there's a green card into the weeds. It's a group pug card, and it's like, okay, everybody will make some uh, some whatever it is, 2-2 green cat tokens. I'm like, uh-huh. okay, let me pull up all the green... Two two cat creature token. They don't exist. Of course they don't exist. Why would they exist? Why would you make a token for a card you printed? That just ticked me right off. Uh-huh. <laughs> but now we have our Graveborn tokens, our three ones. Finally. Finally. <laughs> well, it has just been an absolute blast having you on, Mike. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. do all of the things that we do when we wind down this podcast. Mike, tell me all the things that you do. Well, uh, as you heard at the beginning of the episode, I'm a stand-up comedian. You can follow me at Mike Carroza, M-I-K-E-C-A-R-R-O-Z-Z-A, on Instagram and Twitter chiefly. You can check out my link tree, so L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Mike Carroza. Once again, M-I-K-E-C-A-R-R-O-Z-Z-A. I've got a podcast called We Didn't Get a Rose where we talk about romantic comedies. We used to talk about the Bachelor franchise, which we no longer do. Got a comedy album called Cherubic, <laughs> which you can still check out on Blonde Medicine. And I've got dates oh, very cool. coming up. So you can uh, check all that out online. But most importantly, please check out my column, Am I the Bolus at CommandersHerald.com and subscribe to Am I the Bolcast, the podcast based on that column, uh, which I could say is coming soon or is already out at this point. But uh, either way, we're really excited about it. We've got some cool episodes lined up. And in fact, I've got to go soon so I can record another episode tonight. <laughs> there you go. Excellent. Very We're cool. We're all looking forward to Am I the Bullcast premiere. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Alex, if anybody had any questions about uh, their bolus types of cards or 
whether some bullishy types of cards were being played against them and wanted to know how they interacted or any other kind of questions or if they wanted to know about combos and such how would they get a hold of you or find out well if you want to if you want the answer from an ethical standpoint you would talk to my friend Mike Rose over here but if you wanted to know Correct. the answer from a uh, magic comprehensive rules and tournament rules standpoint you can of course ask me on twitter i'm l-a-p-p-e-r-m-e-d-i-c Medic. Uh, you can also reach me on our discord which mike will link um, i also have a link tree i don't uh, mention it very much i have it at lapper.gay l-a-p-p-e-r.g-a-y and that's just a that's just a link to my link tree and i also uh, run the commander's public website we talked about earlier in this podcast oh, yeah I you do plug it. We're the we're the premier search engine for EDH combos, and if you want to check out some awesome infinite combos, maybe involving some dinosaurs, uh, we can totally set you up. And for people who maybe just want to dip their toe in, we have this awesome, awesome feature, uh, Find My Combos. You'll just put in your deck list. We're going to find all the combos you have, all the ones you could have. And uh, for the people who don't like combos so much, what I love is they'll just use that tool to take all their combos out. That's always fine by me. Lots of options, lots of availability. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast and you want to be able to support us, you can find us on patreon.com slash the social contract EDH or search for the social contract in the Speaking search bar at their Patreon, homepage. Yeah. Oh, go on. We just ran a, we just ran a Patreon poll uh, with our patrons, and they gave us the nominees to run a poll with our general public. Mm-hmm. And our, our listening public has decided that one of our upcoming episodes, Mike, will be how to pilot a group hug deck. Yeah, we got a huge response. I'm so happy to Very see all the people so. who responded, and I think it was about sixty percent of our respondents said, "How do I pilot a group hug deck?" And that I, I'm really looking forward to that topic, Mike. It'll be a little later on, but I just wanted to keep our listeners appraised. I'm very excited about that, too, because I think you and I are going to have a lot of the same kind of tenants and notes. And then there's going to be a couple of things that we're both going to bring to the table that are a little bit. Oh, yeah, you're right. That is something that I do. Or, oh, I should start doing that more, uh, considering the amount of times that I play these decks. Also, Um, to chime in here, if you don't mind, piloting a group hug deck is way more important than putting together a group hug deck. 100 percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a great topic. (laughs) That's going to be huge. I'm, I'm excited for it. Cool. Well, look at that. Looking we've already we've gotten public approval and private approval. Mike, thank you so so much for coming on. Uh, oh, to thanks all for of having our me. listeners and our Discord and our community. Thank you so much for holding us down. Really appreciate it. Yeah, guys. Uh, until next time, we'll talk to you soon.